What's up, guys? Welcome to Made for Profit, a podcast where we talk business in the shop and help you monetize as a maker. Each week, we'll cover the topics most important to you, from marketing and selling your products to winning on social media and everything in between. I'm Brad Rodriguez, a full-time content creator running FixThisBuildThat.com, and my co-host, John Malecki, runs a full-time furniture company and its content site, JohnMalecki.com. Over the past few years, we've seen the value of bouncing ideas back and forth, and we want to bring you into the conversation and help you grow along with us. Welcome to episode 17. Today, we're going to be talking about the benefits of networking within your community. Uh, John and I have seen a lot of great business grow through making new connections with peers, brands, and suppliers. And we want to give you our favorite ways and places to network and why we think it's so important. But before we get into the topic, John, we got some exciting news this week. Why don't you go ahead and lay it on them? All right. So during and after our pricing series, we were getting an overwhelming amount of requests for a spreadsheet. Um, and, you know, we did a lot of talking about using spreadsheets on the show. We know how many of you are still struggling with your pricing and we wanted to help. So what we did is put together an awesome spreadsheet for just made for profit. And it's for you guys. And we are super pumped to announce that it is our first product. What we bring into the table. Um, we kept it really simple using just labor time, materials and supply costs. So you can easily plug all of those in and get a calculated price based on how Brad and I price our products. Um, we both got margin and markup pricing as well as uh, time and materials in there for you to learn from. Um, and you can figure out whichever suits you best. It's available in a PDF as well as an Excel-based um, digital format. And that will work across platforms on um, whatever application you're using, Excel or something like Google Sheets. Um, last week, we launched our pre-sale over on Instagram. So if you're not following us on Instagram, make sure you are. Um, that'll be your first opportunity to snag this up. And um, we'll be selling that pricing guide at a reduced price before the official launch, which is October 10th. Um, if you visit madeforprofit.com forward slash pricing guide, there will also be a link in the description and show notes. Yeah, absolutely, guys. We are we are super excited. Like John said, it just that's what we got. A bunch of DMs, a bunch of comments on the Instagram post was, "Hey, you guys, you you talked about the spreadsheet. Can we get it? Can we get it? Can we get it?" And uh, so yeah, so so John let the let the leash off, and he's like, "Dude, go jump in Excel. Make sure you use Calibri 11." <laughs> And uh, we did it. We sat down. We hammered through it. Uh, you know, John saw the the madness of Brad working on a spreadsheet. He was like, "You need to settle down." Yes, <laughs> it was. It was the equivalent of a digital hurricane. But no, it, on, honestly, um, I learned a lot from that episode there honing in on my actual pricing and i'm glad we were able to put something together that's really going to be able to bring a lot of value to our audience so we're, we're, we're super pumped for that absolutely i think you know whatever money you invest in this uh spreadsheet that you're going to make that back through getting a better feel on your pricing and being able to make sure that you're valuing your products um the right way and being able to look at it through a different couple different ways so we are really excited about that uh so make sure you go check that out uh and get in on on that pre-sale before uh the pricing is going to go up on october 10th so go check that out uh but 
Some of the people that already have this in their hot little hands are actually our patrons. So all the folks over there in the MFP tribe, we always talk about them because we love them. They're our best supporters. Uh, And they got the spreadsheet last week. So they've been playing around with it. We've already got great response. We made a few tweaks based upon some of their uh, responses on there. So if you are a patron of ours, you will get that spreadsheet for free. Uh, So all of our patrons got that spreadsheet for free. Uh, And if you join now, you will also get that for free. So you can do that at any time you can head over to patreon.com forward slash made for profit and join that tribe uh, as many of them have and actually we just hit our first patreon goal so we hit the patreon goal of of five hundred dollars which we are so stoked about super excited we're gonna be doing a live stream slash hangout with all of our patreon members here uh at the beginning of the month and we're we're so excited to to get to talk and interact live with these folks. But we did have some new people. Uh, So the new folks that joined the team this week, we had Matthew Brewer. We had Matt Plumley from Gotwood Workshop. And we talked about him last episode who changed from a business account has been seeing some great gains. Uh, We had Dennis Schaub, Harris Handcrafted, Paul Coleridge, Southern Rustic Furnishings, Patrick Fonbueno, excuse me, Fonbuena, Britton Caleb Robinson, and Brian Haffemeyer. So we are... Stoked to have the new members and uh, hope some of you guys will come in and you can uh, get the benefit of that pricing spreadsheet when you join. So anyway, John, what has been going on for the week now that we've uh, talked all about the crazy things we have going on here? What have you been actually doing non made for profit? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, it's actually a bit of a slower week for me. We wrapped up a ton of uh, client builds the past two weeks. So we're in that little bit of a lull stage where I'm in uh, ordering, but we still got some benches going out for a local restaurant and I'm starting a sponsored bed build that I've had on the docket for a while now, which should be fun. Oh yes. And I actually may be able to do this crazy thing. Um, that's been a while and I, I might be a little rusty, but I might be able to get a video edited this week. So that's pretty sweet. Uh, <laughs> um, as well as I'm doing an appearance in Ohio. So it would have had been the previous Saturday after this is released. I got to start getting better at announcing when I'm going to be doing stuff like that. Um, and I'm picking yeah, up like a, an appearance, appearance in Ohio, like Ohio's having you like the state. They're like, yeah, yeah. They're going to be because they're, they know just <laughs> Pennsylvania is so much better. Um, I'll be in Columbus at the woodworks store. Um, which is pretty cool. I'm going to go do just a little couple product demos, hang out and get to talk to some people. And I'm actually going to be demoing and picking up my Axiom CNC, which is I'm super stoked about, um, four axis CNC, uh, you know, three horsepower cooled, uh, spindle. It's an awesome product. So I'm, I'm stoked to be working with them. Um, so yeah, or yes, that's where you, you're spinning. That's wicked. Oh yeah. Fourth. Yeah. You put a little, little lathe on there. So it's, it's really cool product. Um, and I'll have a lot more information down the line on my personal channels for anyone who's interested in that. So what do you got going on, brother? I know you just wrapped something, uh, big, a big video buildup, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I got that, uh, released fine. That was like the epic build that took forever. The, uh, <laughs> the base cabinet and, uh, that one is, has come and gone. And now I've been working on this week, the modern side table. So working on that, that's going to be out of Walnut. So it's gonna be cool. And I'm going to be using, uh, some special joinery. Dowels, dowel joinery. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm like, I'm baby, baby stepping, you know, one day I'll, I'll throw a domino and something, but yeah, the dowels, man, using the dowel joinery because, uh, it's going to have some angled legs on it. You know, it's going to be a, uh, kind of a, 
mid-century modern type look with uh with the angled legs and so it's going to have a miter joint there and uh i thought this would be perfect and then the top same thing i'm, I'm still debating on exactly how i'm going to join the top but either way it's going to be with uh with dowels so I'm pretty stoked to use those. I haven't haven't ever used dowels actually before, so this will be uh, something fun and new. So that'll be that'll be the next project, and um, more than likely will not be coming out when this releases, (laughs) (laughs) because that would be crazy. That would be crazy. December for Christmas, but uh, no, dude, I'm I'm excited to see you working with some hardwoods and uh, and doing a little bit different joinery. Always good, you know. Brad absolutely kills it and has a big following, big channel, and still pushing it. Love seeing that. Uh, no, do you, I do. It's just not like I never use hardwood. I use hardwood all the time, no, just for no, top, no, no, no. for tops. Never, never, never. <laughs> I've never seen it ever. <laughs> no, no, it's but, not on the top of my sideboard or my nope. shoe bench or no, my nope. my cutting boards. The cutting boards, my lord, the cutting boards. Uh, they're, they're, those are all plywood. I thought. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no, MDF. MDF. That project looks pretty sweet, though. So yeah, I'm not excited to get about distracted. it. Yeah. So. Networking. Let's jump into the topic for today, because uh, I know that you and I, I mean, in, in, you know, starting off, right? I mean, this podcast is here for the good listeners of Made for Profit because of networking, right? I mean, networking, uh, when, when you talk about networking, I think especially in our space in digital, like, uh, I mean, it's everything because you're not in person. Like, you know, you and I had no clue who each other were until we both got on this app called Instagram and then found each other in the same woodworking community and you reached out. Um, you know, so I think networking, it, it can just lead to such great things, whether it's, you know, business opportunities, uh, or relationships with with other people. So I think just getting through it, why don't we just start off with kind of the why, uh, we, you start hitting up, hitting on a little bit, but the why, and then we'll go into the, you know, the who and the where later. What I know you're a huge proponent of networking and you do a really good job of it. Obviously, like I just said, uh, cause you reached out to me really. And, uh, you know, when did that start for you and how has that worked for your business? So, I mean, well, we'll start out with, uh, you know, kind of why I, I believe in networking, I guess. And, and, and then we'll jump into the more of the application for it. But for, you know, coming from a sports background, it's something for me that I've, you know, I'm humble enough and I realize that I don't know everything. Um, I was having a conversation this morning with someone and I, and I said to him, I was like, did you build better stuff than me? Just like, you know, put out more content, blah, blah. But, you know, moving that conversation. I, I appreciate that, John. I really do appreciate <laughs> that too. That was <laughs> having the, um, having the wherewithal to say to yourself that you you know, don't know everything and that you want to go and learn. I think that is a massive part of what networking is and how I value it. Um, I look at networking as an opportunity to learn and to grow. And whether it would be in digital or in person, I've always taken that approach to whatever opportunity I see in, in building my network. So for instance, you know, when I reached out to you, I saw, uh, I saw this dude just absolutely crushing it on Instagram. And I was like, well, I want to be good at Instagram. You know, what would it hurt to reach out to him? Um, and, and same type of stuff we talked about in earlier episodes. I believe my copy was that, you know, Hey, here's kind of a little bit of my story. You know, I, I'd love to just chat a little bit. If you have any tips or tricks for a beginner and you know, if there's anything I can do for you, let me know. And, uh, and, and we kind of grew from there as friends and I, and I've used that approach in many, many facets of my business, um, not not just on, you know, growing friends on Instagram and growing the, the woodworking community there. Um, you know, I've got a lot of and, and going more to like the physical space and actual business building your network. It comes from a lot of the uh, 
a lot of the places that we all have to look at ourselves and go, you know, where do I want to grow? You know, what could I use a lot? What could I use help with? And, and what could I use to develop the brand and product I want to long term? And, and for me, you know, an example would be welding. Um, two and a half years ago, I didn't have uh, any know on how to weld. You know, I had I knew nothing about metalworking. I knew I just watched some videos and I, and I thought it'd be a good oppor- a good opportunity to add, you know, a little bit of a, an aesthetic pleasure and some design to my action, my work currently. And I wanted to learn how to do it. So, uh, my Instagram following wasn't very big and it's hard to learn how to weld when you can't physically be near the person. So (laughs) I started, uh, hitting my local network and, you know, some of my friends and stuff from growing up and ended up being a friend of a friend of a friend kind of thing that I grew up with, who was solid seven years older than me, um, is a very accomplished welder. He's done some work for a bunch of my buddies on, you know, their trucks or tractors or whatever type of stuff. Um, I hit him up, uh, we hit it off and, and we've been good friends since our relationship has grown simply out of the fact that I, I said, Hey man, you know, I was a stealer at the time. I was like, I'd love to learn how to weld. You know, I'll give you some tickets to a game. Give me a, give me a lesson or two and, and we work something out. And you know, him and I have done one, a ton of business together and two, he's really been a great asset to me learning how to become a better metal worker. Um, so any questions I have in that I'm able to go and, bounce them off of him. It's just been a great value for, for my business. Um, and that's how I kind of approach networking is I look at, you know, the situation, what do I want to do to get better and how can I offer value to the other person in order to kind of trade whatever it might be that we're talking about? Um, whether it's, you know, time, whether it's uh, a lesson or something in person or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, I think, I think that's a huge part of networking that a lot of people miss is that, you know, Right. Everyone's willing to ask. No one's willing to, you know, not nobody, but it's difficult to bring something to the table for that other person. Um, and, and that'll kind of lead into what we're going to talk about later. But that's my mindset on it is, you know, where am I at? What gap is there in my portfolio or whatever I'm trying to do? And how can I network to find someone, something a little more tangible and bring value to them as well? Yeah. Mine from, that perspective, um, you know, I think mine's probably has has been in the past. I mean, I think mine's a more calculated now, but in the past, you know, and, and I'm I am it might surprise people, uh, but I am, you know, I'm probably I'm, I'm borderline between introvert and extrovert. Like, you know, if, if we're out at a conference or something like, you know, I, I like I love to have a good time. But in general, if I'm in a big crowd of people, um, I'm not necessarily my, you know, my stock <laughs> action would not be to just go start chatting people up. Um, yeah. And so for me, it, it's always been that, you know, getting somewhere that, that was that was hard for me. And I'm a lot better at it now, but like approaching and talking to people. So mine um, and I still don't do it great. Like I don't reach out. Uh, mine is more. I do a lot of more in person. And uh, so I, what I try to do is put myself into situations and places uh, where I can use that. Right. So that I can be around other people because I don't reach out a ton on digital. Um, it's typically after I've met somebody and then I'll reach out. So it's, you know, going in that I meet this person and I'll be like, oh, OK, and I'll reach out uh, and talk to them or. But, you know, in that same vein, though, uh, you know, a Facebook group or something like that could also be a place that I've reached out to people. But uh, like going to these conferences and I, I know we you know, we talked about, you know, workbench conference coming up and and that is, um, you know, something we'll talk about more later. But when I first started getting into uh, the woodworking as a business and I started going to the, the blogging conference, which I've talked about a lot, the Haven Conference down in Atlanta, uh, the first one I went to was 2015 and 
uh, I met all these people who are in the business. And I'm like, you know, I had no idea what I was doing. And so for me, like having that networking was to go in and just be like, ah, like, how do you do this? <laughs> like, what? what yeah. How do you start? How do you start an email list? Like, how? How do you? How do you do your posts? Like, how are you shooting these? Like, you know, because I looked at these people that um, had sites and and um, you know were just killing it. Uh, and I'm like, wow, I, I don't know. I don't know how to shoot. I don't know how to use my camera very well. I don't know how to write copy. I don't know how to do links. Like, what? What, what is this Amazon affiliate thing I hear about? I mean, I was just totally green. Uh, and being able to talk to people about you know, this thing that I wanted to do. Uh, so, you know, same, same thing, right. It was something that I knew I wanted to do. I see other people doing it and, uh, you know, lucky for me, they were very nice. And and I think it was interesting because a lot of those people had seen me on Instagram. So we had connected via Instagram. Um, and, and that's where they're like, Oh yeah, I know you, you're, you're fixing this bill from that. Right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's me. Um, they're like, oh, I didn't know you're blogging. I'm like, I didn't know either. Like, I'm not. I'm. <laughs> that's why I'm here. <laughs> I'm a tadpole. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I think from from that perspective, um, you know, that's where my tendency has been is been to uh, network with people that I've already had some connection with. Uh, I, I'm not great at cold call networking, so that's something that I, that I want to you know, get better at because I know that is where you can you know really make an impact. But it's also um, you know, I think like what you said and what you're talking about, it's not necessarily cold call, right? Friend of a friend. It's, you know, the person, at least you have a connection and that's where you're always yeah. going to be most successful is like, if you do just go up straight cold with somebody and you have no connection, it's gonna be a lot harder to make that connection. You know, it's always easier to be like, oh yeah, you know, you know, I'm, my, my cousin, Tommy. Oh yeah. I know Tommy. He's crazy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> getting that. So I think one of the things, you know, starting to get into, uh, uh you know, we talked about the, the why, but, uh, you know, a little bit more tactical, I guess a little bit is, uh, is you have to find those connection points. So it's, it's mm-hmm. finding somebody that you, you know, either they, uh, you want to connect with for whatever reason, but it's like, why, why do they want to talk to you? And I like what you, how you said, you know, what are you bringing to the table? But it's also, how are you similar? Right? Yeah. And if you can create a conversation on just something that's your relatable, regardless of you're trying to learn more about it or whatnot, always going to be a little bit easier to segue into that kind of mentorship role or that networking opportunity where it's like, okay, you know, maybe we're just friends for now. And then down the road, you can learn something from them. And and I think creating that one-on-one environment and, and trying to get that more of a relationship going, which is something we preach a ton on this show. Um, you'll definitely become more favorable. A lot of you run into it a lot and you get a lot of asking and I, and I feel like it becomes very difficult to make a conversation when all you're getting is questions. And, and I think there's a time and a place for it. I mean, I've, I've hopped on a couple calls with, with some, some people and, and it's been straight question and answer and we've, you know, designated a time for it and got that done. But I think that there's a lot of value in, um, building that relationship exactly like on what you said in something favorable um, and, and having a conversation, uh, you know, on, on some common medium. Um, you know, I, I am very fortunate to have a, a pretty cool backstory and, and a lot of people like football. So I lead with that. But I run into a lot of people in this space who don't care at all about sports. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible to me because my whole life's based around sports. Like everyone I know is based around sports. Like everyone in the city at Pittsburgh loves sports. And then you go out and I meet someone like like Izzy, for instance, and Izzy could care less about football, but he knew that I played. And I mean, we were able to hit it off and kind of become friends there. And uh, and it's been hilarious because we're two huge dudes. And you would think that Izzy would be like this, like, you know, big 
football loving him, the guy that, that he comes off as. And it's just football is not something that's his. Granted, we relate a lot on like weightlifting and eating and being awesome. But, you know, those are those are things that come down the line Gorditas, as you, yeah. uh, as, you yeah, as you continue to build friendships. Um, and so find that favorable concept or something something that you can relate to on. And I mean, and it'll be much better, I think, long term for the networking opportunity. Um, I do go to, you know, networking events. I have a I've actually have a networking event this this evening, you know, and, and I go in there and you just try to lead with exactly what Brad said with things that you think are conversational that aren't solely based on business and selfish intent. Um, I think that taking that route can definitely help you. I mean, starting a conversation with like, dude, I know you're a Pittsburgher. I saw the Steelers get smoked by the Bears this week is probably going to be more favorable to get my attention than, uh, you know, maybe something that's a little more bland and just asking for my, you know, my advice on something kind of, you know, create that conversation before you just come. Yeah. Right for the, for the yeah. I, I totally agree with that because, and I've heard, you know, just hearing other people, uh, and listening to other interviews and things that, you know, that's a lot of things that they will say is that especially like when you're, when you're talking to somebody who, you know, you have reverence for, for whatever they're doing, right? So it, you want to meet them because they're doing something you want to do now, you know, on some type of scale. Um, so if I wanted to, if I ran into some actor uh, and I was like, just wanted to talk to them to, to, you know, introduce myself or, or for whatever reason, like that most of those people, like everybody that's coming up to them is saying, oh my gosh, I loved your last movie. It was amazing. And like, you know, it's, oh, you know, that funny thing. And they hear that five million times right so uh mm-hmm. you know it's like okay well a more interesting thing would be like you know hey w- w- what are you working on now or like you know something to engage them that's not just that base level of of comment or question um so you know in our space you're exactly right like a lot of those people come in a fire with with questions uh you know hey how do you how do you do this how do you do that uh versus a different way would be again to connect on that or you know asking people another great way like i just mentioned that that i've heard before and i really like it i think it's a great thing is ask people what they're doing because people love to talk about what they're doing so you know talking about your old projects is great but you know there that's kind of gone and passed and, and and you know some people enjoy that but asking people hey you know what are you what are you up to what's new on your horizon it gives them an opportunity because you know like i said everybody loves to talk about the new thing that they're working on because that's what they're passionate and excited about in the moment and so that opens up a gate too uh and it's not you know hey t- help me do this thing that i need to you know I, how do i edit this video <laughs> like that would be like the worst <laughs> come on like hey, hey uh, what, what's your what's your top secret for uh you know editing a video in under four hours um it's making that connection i think that that's what networking is all about it, it's about the connection it's about a two-way street um you know and there is mm-hmm. there are things like you mentioned john right there is a time and a place for a one-way street uh whether that's through business coaching or or you know mentorship um but i think if you're just looking i, I think the more rewarding pieces are going to be where you're trying to uh you know train you're trying to start a relationship whether that's a friendship or just an acquaintance or you know just somebody that you can add some value to as well and and you don't feel just like a like you're coming up and all you want is uh, you know, your questions answered and this person, you know, if they're nice, they're going to help you out. And a lot of people do that. And a lot of people enjoy that. Uh, it, you know, people ask me questions all the time. I get DMS in my Instagram all the time. They're just like straight up, just no intro. It's <laughs> just like question. Hey, what'd you use yep. to finish this? Like, or, Hey, what'd you do that? What'd you, 
and that's fine. And I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, I don't, you know, look at those and go, Oh man, like, gosh, why is this person asking me that? Uh, I think it's relatable, but those aren't going to go anywhere. Right. Like I'm not going to have a connection mm-hmm. with that person unless it develops later versus, um, somebody asking me, you know, like I said, just about, you know, Hey, what are you up to? Or, or you just say, hey, I really enjoyed this. Or did you see that? Yeah. Oh, I'm coming to Nashville. Uh, you, do you have any tips on, you know, places to go eat or something like that. Cause it's a, it's a totally yeah. different conversation than somebody uh, just looking to get the advice, um, you know, for a certain product or technique or something like that. Yeah. And, and I think um, if you go and find something that you're, it's that you're pers- an expert on um, like to a degree, I guess uh, for, for yourself, Brad, I mean, your father, uh, your, your sons are, are in boy scouts and you know, stuff like that. Someone come up to you and be like, you know, hey, I heard uh, I heard you're an Eagle Scout, dude. Like my, my kid just started. We're super excited about it. Immediately, you're going to be able to relate to that person because your kids are doing the same thing. It shows when you do that for somebody else, it shows you put the time into one, like being a fan of theirs or, you know, researching who they might be or going and taking that extra step to actually wanting to become friends with them or network with them. Um, and, and then and two, it, it just brings that conversation away from like the tense atmosphere of a business transaction. It makes it more, uh, more relaxed. And a lot of us have the nerves of, you know, acting like we're bo- feeling like we're bothering people. And I still run into right. this personally all the time. And like, I, I've been in locker rooms with dudes that are so famous. They have entourages like, but I'm still, I'll bump into people and, and still get nervous. Uh, and, and, and about, am I bugging them, you know, kind of thing. And, and we all run into that. If you can just find a favorable topic that you know that that person relates to lead with that, that that's going to be one networking suggestion I can give you. You know, if you're in a room full of people, how do you stand out? That person might be a hunter or a fisherman or a sport fan or from a local city or, you know, they're, they're a nationality that you can relate to, whatever it might be. Um, try to create a conversation around something that nobody else is talking about. Kind of like what Brad said. Um, what are you working on? You know, if you could spin that to, to get them talking about something that's way outside, um, of what's normally asked of them, you're definitely going to be able to get that conversation, uh, you know, to become a little more, a little less tense. And, and, and I think that kind of leads into like the, the who of, who you should be trying to network in, excuse me, network with, um, and, and what you should be considering. I mean, I know I like to typically try to target networking opportunities with individuals. I either know or think I can add benefit to the other side of the situation. Um, you know, I'm fortunate that I have been able to meet and know a lot of people in my short time on this earth. And if I can, by any means, create a uh, conversation for somebody else to somebody that I might know, you know, I, I lead with that type of stuff. But I'm not going to go and just call, you know, I, I don't want to go network with, you know, uh, George Clooney just because I know he likes tequila and had just made a billion dollars selling his tequila company because I like tequila. You know, that's not something um, I'm, I'm, I'm shooting for here. But if there's somebody in your city who's doing, you know, some really killer work or there's an individual on social that you're really respecting, you know, their type of content and how they've done it, you know, see where you think that you can kind of add value and don't go in it bashing that. Um, just go in and say, you know, like, hey, I'm so-and-so. I would love to learn from you. Um, respect what you're doing. And then, you know, give them value as much as you can up front before you come with the ask, I think the ask up front is something that a lot of us are really like, Ugh. yeah, all right, I'll answer your question. But like this could have become a long term thing if you would have if you would have came at me with a little less of the well, with something that was more value added towards both parties. Um, 
So, so yeah. I mean, tar- target people that you think can relate to you and what you've done or where your journey's been. A lot of what I've learned over my over my career is that you know people that are doing things well like to talk about that and help others to do them well. Um, if you you just don't want to ever become the person who's asking every single person in the space for help without at least trying to bring some value to everybody else. You know, like I, I'm. I feel like I ask a ton and then I, I, uh, I'm always like, okay, how can I help you? How can I help you? How can I help you? You know, is there anything I can do ever, you know, just give me a call, email, whatever. I'll like I'll drive your house, like whatever I can do. Uh, cause I, I do, I get like that subconscious, like feeling like, Oh, I think I'm just like pestering all these people. But you know, a lot of the times you'll find an individual who's crushing it. Like, like Brad and I, when we first got, when we first met, who was totally willing to just have a quick email conversation and perhaps something long-term. So um, and think about it from that context, you know, is, is this person getting a million emails a day asking them how to grow their Instagram or do you think that they'd be willing to have that conversation with you? Um, yeah. and then I would, and then there's a, there's a lot of more factors that go into it, but like, you know, that, that's, I like that's how where I you're going with that, that, John. I, I think that, so you, you kind of hit on it, but just to play it out a little bit more is I think that, um, if you are trying to talk to somebody who has a large following or just, you know, that has a lot going on. Um, I think also kind of think about how you're doing it. So think about how that person is consuming media. Um, and if they're really active on Twitter, go to Twitter. You know, if they're really active in their comments, go to their comments. Um, you know, don't send them an email, right? Because everybody hates email. I've never met a single person that's like, dude, I love email. Like I do email all day and I love it. Like <laughs> emails, <laughs> I mean, emails are great for certain things and you can get a lot of information and you can craft it and all that good stuff. Um, but my Lord, I, I don't know a person who doesn't hate email, honestly. Uh, so I, I would recommend, you know, going to social, find out what social platform they use the most and try to interact with them there through where, you know, whether it's through comments and again, kind of setting it up like we talked about. We've talked about in the past, uh, you know, start don't don't cold call DM them. Don't cold call whatever. Like if you can, even if you're going to even if you're going to go, you're like, I know that uh, Jimmy Dress is going to be at WorkbenchCon. Um I'm going to go like go, go try to interact with him on his account before I just go cold call and be like, yo, Jimmy, like, so then when you, cause then when you go up, you've already made some connection. Uh, sorry, Jimmy, if you get a bunch of people doing this, man, uh, <laughs> you made a connection in the comments I'm where sure you'd be like, Oh yeah, plenty. exactly. I was just already got, uh, <laughs> they, he doesn't need any more from us, uh, but they're going to go up and you know, they'd be like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So you commented because people, people know that. I mean, people are going to know yeah. they're going to be like, Oh yeah, yeah. I remember your your account, your handle. Um, so as much as you can get that. Uh, but the other thing that that I would suggest, and and again, I I don't remember where I've heard this, but I, I've kind of used this as a mantra for several things. Uh, but when you talk about the who specifically, uh, I think there's three people you should be reaching out to, and in general, um, I think you should be reaching up like we talked about. So wherever you're at, the, the people who are doing what you want to do, right? That's reaching up. You're trying to to connect with people who are going to help you learn, going to help you grow uh, in your business. Um, you need to be reaching out, which would be kind of to the side. Uh, so those are with your peers, people who are in the trenches with you. So, uh, and it's really interesting. I was just having this conversation with somebody about kind of the, the classes of you know instagram or youtubers right so there's these people that kind of come in at the same time and they start having similar numbers on the same similar growth paths um that you're just you're going to gravitate to those people you're going to connect with those people uh because they they've come through the same process at the same time that you have so people who started uh doing 
Instagram or YouTube or, or Facebook or whatever it is at the same time, or just just started their business at the same time. Reach out to those people. Those are your, your peers. Uh, and then the last one would be reaching down. And and maybe it's not always reaching, but it's also being just open. So people uh, who are where you were two years ago, where you were three years ago. Um, and I think that that's a great way to connect and, and to give back and to know that, hey, the same thing that you're doing as you're reaching up, that you're you can be that person to somebody else right and i think that's you know the the give back and and it's about it's about the community and it's about that if we all do that then you know more people are open and there's always going to be people that are ahead of you and there's always going to be people that are behind you so you know how can you make that you know how can you make the community better and stronger um you know i think those are the three things as you think about it make sure that you're putting in time to each of those uh because if you're ignoring any of them then you know you're going to have a gap yeah, I think you nailed something there. What what that does by reaching up, reaching out, and reaching down, um, it, it make, forces you to understand what you do well. Um, when you're reaching up, you want to be able to articulate and not waste somebody's time, um, and and ask, you know, create conversations and build relationships based on what's going to benefit both parties. Um, and when you're talking to your peers and stuff, it's going to let you hone in on what you're good at and what you need to get better at. And that way, when you reach down or you're or you're trying to help others. You're able to articulate very well what you've done good and what you've done bad. Um, and that's something you're definitely uh, going to be able to do a little bit of your refining of your own personal brand and be able to grow out. So I think that that's awesome little quote there, Brad, um, and some really good stuff. One thing I want everyone to consider and to think about, and I think it happens all the time in our space, is reaching out to individuals outside of woodworking. Um one thing that I see a lot is people want to mimic and, and, and copy the individuals that are specifically in our space. And I don't see any issues there as long as you're taking the good away from what someone else is doing and trying to apply it to yourself and working hard in order to, to not just steal it, but, you know, to make it your own. But um, I think there's a lot of good happening outside our space. And I see a lot of really, really monster accounts out there. And I, Brian and I have this conversation all the time. It's like, you know, my, my Instagram, I'm following photographers, videographers, I'm following food blogs, I'm following all kinds of people outside the space because I respect them as marketers and I enjoy what they're doing. Take opportunities to use what you have and go network with people outside the space. That's one thing I've had some success with that's really helped me um, build relationships that haven't even turned into business solely based on the fact that, you know, people people think what we do is cool um, but sticking strictly to this community, you know, you're, it's going to, it can only get so big so fast that you, you might lose opportunity uh, for people outside the space. So, you know, I, I take the things that I personally like and enjoy, and I do take those opportunities to go reach out and network with people outside of the woodworking space. Um, and that's a little bit of advice for me is that, you know, we're all able to learn um, in multiple ways. That's one good thing that I've gotten over time is, you know, I can see, there's things trending in our space that are way behind um, that are, you know, old to other parts of the, the marketing community. And uh, you can learn a lot from it and go outside of the, you know, your comfort zone and network there. You'll really be able to get a lot from it. Um, so that's a little a little who advice from my personal experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, you're totally right about. Uh, you know, you think about the people who have doing even just like YouTube, like, yeah, we've been doing YouTube uh, for a while. 
and trying to learn it. And then these other woodworkers who have been doing it for a long time. But guess what? There's a whole community of videographers, you know, who, you know, they've yeah, been making Murph. film and video forever and they know way more than we'll ever know. And, and you know, then that those are people that you can learn a lot from. And, um, you know, if you can find a, a videographer who's interested in getting started in woodworking, I mean, that's perfect. Like, I think that's a great way. Like if you can find somebody who is interested in what you're doing and you're interested in what they're doing, right. And you're both good at those two skills. And then you join together and you can teach each other. I mean, that that's like the perfect, uh, you know, kind of symbiotic relationship, if you will, that uh, you can, they, it's total give and take. And it's a win-win for both of you. Uh, but the same way, I think also, when you think about the YouTube space, I've seen things that work a lot and talking about kind of reaching to the side is the, is the collaboration. So even within mm-hmm. our space, uh, I've seen some really cool collaborations where people have uh, different skills. Um, I know, you know, Douglas from Retro Weld and Tyler uh, from DIY Tyler did one where, where Douglas did the base and then and then Tyler did uh, the top, I believe. And then they put it together, you know, so it's like um, even people in the same space who have different skills than you. So metalworking, woodworking is obviously a great a great one combination, you know, electronics. So if you're trying to figure out, you know, this whole Arduino thing, like, you know, there's a whole, you know, geek side that, uh, that those guys that, that, Hey, you know, there, there's a lot of these channels that are like, you know, that they just, that's what they're called. Like, you know, the geek squad or are they, and that's Best Buy, right? That's not a channel. <laughs> geek squad. It might be. Probably <laughs> is. It, it probably is. But you know, like, like geek smithing, those guys, I, I think, you know, you get somebody like that, that, um, who knows so much about technology. And if you're trying to get into, uh, you know, putting in some led lights that have, that do certain things, uh, you know, based upon you plugging in a charger or, or whatever that, uh, you want to integrate into your project, reach out over to somebody who knows electronics. And then, you know, maybe you can give them some tips on finishing or joinery or something like that. I, I think that's a great way for people to engage within the community as well. But I really like that as well about going outside too, John, because there's just so much wealth of knowledge out there, um, that is applicable to our space, but is not in our space. So I, I I really like those. So talking about, um, you know, talking about that also, what I wanted to hit on too, and I don't, I don't think we talked about it yet was, um, is suppliers, right? So that's the other who is, mm-hmm. is working in your space as we all um, go into business, especially if you're a product person, um, is who are the local suppliers in your area, right? And we're talking just, you know, lumber suppliers, suppliers, metal suppliers, plastics, um, is you need to network and find out because what you can find is you might have somebody who can give you specialty material that's right in your town or in the next town instead of and so instead of ordering online you can go into the shop go look through the product i get people that ask me all the time uh where do i get my lumber from and in and like and, and the funny thing is is like i, I always tell them like I, I tell the people the same thing uh, just because i know people who get it there and i've actually never bought lumber from them <laughs> but that's who i tell people to go to because i know they've got good stuff and i know several people uh you know in the local woodworking community and that's where they get their lumber and they always say good things about them so you know i think that is finding connections to figure out you know where do you get the best raw materials and the best pricing and networking like once you find those people you now john you can probably speak to this better is like when you find a supplier like actually getting to know them and then being able to get you know either better pricing or bulk pricing or or they will flip you leads you know kind of talk about that from a, you know we've been talking about that we've been talking about just personal growth, but from a business perspective, I know you do this a ton, like talk about kind of some of your supplier relations and how that's benefited you as well. 
Yeah, so one thing in Pittsburgh is that it, uh, it's a very old town. You know, there's a lot of people who literally don't use the internet and still make phone calls. It's crazy. But um, because of that, you have businesses that are running on a lot of these relationships that come from networking. Um, when I got started, you know, one one very difficult thing was finding good quality hardwood um, and, and finding something locally that I wasn't ordering online. I mean, prices online are extremely gouged and shipping is a you know, it's a pain and it costs a lot of money. So you want to be able to find uh, local opportunities to one, help that business, but two, go like physically handle and see the product and be able to, you know, put a face to the person buying something. So I had to kind of hit the pavement and start calling people I knew in the area who were building anything with wood, you know, whether it was a home or whether they were doing custom, you know, trim work or molding or whatever it might be, uh, just to see if there were suppliers in the area. Google is a good you know, it's a good tool for that, but there's, I, I know in Pittsburgh specifically that it's just a lot of people don't set up their online presence because they don't really need to. They're working with companies that are so big and they're ordering so much volume that they don't need to market to one-off buyers like myself. So what you got to do there is go find the individuals using the stuff and then ask them where they're getting it from or try to help them, you know, see if there's anything you could do for them in order to build a relationship with one of their suppliers. Um, I have, you know, uh, I was super fortunate that um, that that my buddy Ben out in Youngstown worked with a supplier here in Pittsburgh uh, for all of his sheet goods and, and he orders actually all of his lumber there and was able to point me in that direction just solely based on a project he saw me doing um, and say, hey, man, I know if you're buying your you know sheet goods here that you can definitely get a better quality product and price um, from these guys. So, so check them out. You find those situations all the time, and that wouldn't happen if I wasn't out there creating relationships and networking with people. Um, metal suppliers is a huge, is a very difficult uh, space to be in, um, just because it's a very pretentious old space. Sometimes, you know, like I go to some metal suppliers here in Pittsburgh, and these guys only take cash, and they want they don't want to talk to me at all. Like they, <laughs> I come in there and I want to buy, you know, a dozen sticks of one inch square tubing and they're only selling 24 footers and you can only buy them by the hundreds. And just <laughs> so they don't really uh, like dealing with individuals like myself. So, you know, then you got to go find a new supplier. So I was uh, really fortunate that my buddy who taught me how to weld, who I was speaking of earlier has a couple other friends who are doing fab work. And then he knows a couple fab shops and um, you know, but because I was able to network with him and his group of individuals that he does metalworking with, you know, I was able to find someone who could do large radius mandrel bends, and I was able to find a sheet good, you know, metal supplier as well as a, uh, you know, bar stock and all that kind of stuff. So um, essentially, now I, I'm able to literally go to the warehouse that the wholesalers are buying their metal from and buy it at their below their price because I was able to create these relationships. Uh, over the past couple of years. So uh, situations like that, you know, you're really able to help your business because one, it lets me, well, make more money on my material costs, but two, give the client a better price because I'm not getting gouged on ordering metal online. You know, uh, that stuff weighs a ton as does wood and whatever you're buying. And it's, it's not easy to get. Yeah. So Going out and finding individuals who are similar to you who may not be on social. You know, they, I, I'm I'm looking for some glass right now here for a project, and it's been a pain because 
None of these glass suppliers are on digital. None of them are on social. And most of them have very large scale businesses who are working with manufacturers um, that are so much bigger than me that, you know, the one off little guy isn't the thing. Well, I walked into one last week to get a quote and they're just like, you know, we don't do this kind of thing. But if you check out these guys, boom, that networking opportunity just by going to talk to somebody in person, I was able to go and find it to two men, two to manufacturers, excuse me, who are able to do what I'm looking for with the piece of glass. So like, you know, those are those negotiating tactics and networking opportunities are still prevalent and at the top when it comes to, you know, the business transactions, you know, going face to face and making phone yeah. calls and like hitting the pavement hard. Um, and you can really help yourself out. And also one thing I've benefited from is throwing those guys business. You know, they're not a lot of these, like I said, a lot of these companies aren't really tuned into the new digital space. You know, they'll, they like it when I'm throwing them up on my story and you can see like, you know, where I'm buying glass in Pittsburgh or where I'm buying metal in Pittsburgh. And like, they're cool with that. And, and they give me price discounts for cash purchases and stuff like that. You know, if I'm buying drops or whatever it might be at the metal shop and, uh, the woodworking guys love getting new business for me. They throw me leads be- for any metal work they need now because, uh, I buy so much wood from them that if someone's looking for a custom metal base and they're strictly a woodworker, you know, I get that phone call. So because I've you know bought so much from them, I've recommended people to go there and they've seen it um, because people walk in and say, hey, John Malecki referred me. You know, they are now giving me leads for my business, which helps you know keep everything full circle. So you kind of touched on that earlier. And those are the relationships you want to make. And that's also why I support working with local business. And I think a lot of us do that, too. Yeah, I think the cool thing about that, too, is that anybody you talk to locally, um, you you can ask them because everybody, everybody who is a woodworker who is local is getting their material from somebody. Right. <laughs> and so <laughs> and that's no, they make, yeah, or themselves. right. I mean, like, every, you. <laughs> that's right. But I think that's a question uh, that you should ask. You know, anytime you meet somebody locally is one of the things you should always ask them is like, where you know whatever you use the most where do they use the most where do you get your wood where do you get your metal supplies like you know just make that part of that conversation uh because you might turn on to something and uh because you, you mentioned it earlier um it's it's really hard i've found it's really hard sometimes to find suppliers locally i mean you, like you said you can google yeah. it but then it's like you know you just can't find a lot of this and and it's just not in there the right way or it's got a weird name and so it doesn't come up in the search and and like you mentioned like those are typically guys who don't do a great job of marketing their businesses online so it's hard to find them online and you've got mm-hmm. to find them by word of mouth uh but also you'll also find the diamonds in the rough as well where you know you ask somebody and he's like oh yeah yeah i know this guy you know out in dixon and he's got a, a sawmill and he does he dries and cuts his, all of his own lumber like you would never find that dude like you would absolutely and like unless you drove he by and saw his phone. yeah you saw his sign <laughs> in his front yard that says you know lumber for sale um you're never going to find that guy so uh being able to get local uh material suppliers is is probably one of the biggest uh advantages um or, or reasons that you can network uh, or I guess just ways to find them is, is through networking is to find uh, local suppliers who are kind of, you know, off the grid, if you will, um, at least from a social media perspective or online presence. So, yeah, man, I, I think those are great things. So, you know, getting into a little bit, we kind of transitioned into it, but the where. Uh, so we talked about the why and the who, but the where. Um, and I think there's lots of different places and we've kind of touched on several of them through there, but I would just want to go back and hit on, uh, events and conferences. So if you have, if you have a local woodworking store, uh, you know, a, a woodcraft, 
uh, or Rockler or, you know, even just a, a Highlander. I know there's a lot of little mom and pa ones out there as well. Um, a lot of times, uh, almost all the times, those stores will have events. So they will have uh, exhibitions. They'll have tool manufacturers that will come in and show off their new stuff. Um, I would highly recommend going to those uh, if you can, because, you know, they're, they're free events, right? You go get some free coffee. You can go see new tools. Uh, but more importantly is that you can see the other people that are there and you can meet with them and that's going to be local. So that's not going to be a conference that you have to travel to. Uh, that's going to be the people that more than likely all those people are living in your same general vicinity. So uh, those are definitely people that you want to get to know and talk to because they can give you, uh, you know, inside scoops. Like again, like John said, on business or on material supplies. Uh, so anywhere where you could find those local events and even craft fairs could be a good spot as well. Um, you know, a little bit different because, you know, those people at the time are trying to sell their wares. So you don't want to be yapping somebody's head off as they're trying to sell their product because they're trying to make some money there. Um, but yeah, definitely your events, uh, even lumber stores and stuff like that will have events from time to time. Oh yeah. Yeah, That's good. I mean, I I never heard about the lumber store. I'll I'll have to check that out. But like we here in Pittsburgh have the local home shows. They have, uh, kind of the tangential markets that we can dabble in when it comes to decor and design and resale and remodeling and all that good stuff, um, which you can go to and you can find people that are kind of similar to what you're doing or they have you know something you can learn from. Um, a lot of those guys will have these type of relationships and it's a good opportunity for you to grow your business you know just and get out get your name out there. Um, I think you nailed it with the local woodworking stores. I mean I've done, two shows at our local woodworking store. I'm doing another one here in October. I'll be at one in this weekend. Um, all it does is give an opportunity to put a face to the person that we've been talking to on digital and then also create relationships with people who may not be there. You know, um, I've so many times run into, um, older men and women who, you know, may be a little more behind the scenes and not as interacting on digital, but they have Facebook and they like my stuff and whatever. And then they come and you know, introduce themselves and they say, yeah, I've been following you for years or you went to college with my daughter or, you know, whatever it might be that you, you make those relationships once you put your, put your physical presence in that, uh, in those opportunities. I think, uh, the little, the little mom and pa ones are just as valuable as the big shows. I mean, uh, what's, what I think is awesome about the big conferences is that everyone's there with the same kind of agenda. You know, these conferences are about right. meeting people, making friends, you know, BSing about whatever you got going on and, and just having a good time. Um, and, and what it's really cool is you get to meet a lot of like the really big accounts out there that you've been following or learning from. And, uh, you get to put a face to the person who's, you've just been watching their videos or whatever it might be. And whether you're, you know, brand new to, to social or you don't care at all about having an Instagram or YouTube and you just want to go meet, you know, this person, always going to be a good opportunity to go shake a hand and, and, and start a conversation and who knows what can come from it. I mean, I've had multiple situations where we've been at shows and I, and I've been able to make a friend or somebody and learn a skill set or make a, you know, business uh, opportunity come out of nothing solely because I was able to go and, and put my face to it. So one thing I will, uh, I will advocate is regardless of the size of your channel or, you know, what you're doing or if you're trying to grow into a YouTuber or content type person or just grow your business, you know, make the effort to go to shows um, and, and, yeah, and meet some definitely. of these people. I met – I had a blast at Festool meeting a lot of the local – uh, local guys in Indiana and they have an awesome maker community over there. Went to this amazing maker space, you know, and uh, a lot of these dudes were within an hour and they all get to come together and all we did was hang out and drink beers and have a good time. I mean, and, and, uh, and, and 
so those opportunities present themselves. And regardless if you're, you know, a featured content creator at the event or if you're not, I still think that they're awesome, awesome opportunities to make some friendships and get those networking opportunities. Um, if you ever need them down the line, I've been able to have multiple conversations with people that I could help them um, just based on, you know, meeting them in person and knowing that so-and-so is a Vikings fan or whatever it might be. And we had that conversation remembering them on something a little more favorable over, you know, Hey, you DM'd me. Um, and we've never met in person. Uh, that's great. And I think that there's opportunity there, but I just think that in person connection is something that you tend to forget less. And I think the shows do an awesome job of, of providing yeah, that. Absolutely. So I think that's kind of the second spot would be, you know, you're traveling somewhere, but it's a, let's call it, less than 25 bucks right so um you know a lot of these woodworking shows and things like that the admission might be 15 20 bucks something like that um Mm -hmm. you know which is a a small price to pay or even uh you know woodworking in america i think the marketplace was only you know eight bucks or something like that so uh yeah if you can if you can go to a place where you know that people are gathering absolutely john right because it's it's kind of that um and you can also see because you can look at social media and see who's going and you'll you know Mm -hmm. go look at the posts and they'll probably have media also out there uh, for those kind of conferences to say like if anybody is teaching a class or whatever they're going to be you know advertising that and highlighting that Uh, but then also in in these facebook groups and in you know just even on instagram posts you know go search for the hashtag like right woodworking in america or atlanta woodworking shows and go see if people are talking about it because then you can connect um yeah, and absolutely, I, I agree. Uh, going to those shows was great. I went to Woodworking America, uh, went to the Atlanta Woodworking Show where we met yeah, we down came, there. I mean, we came up with this awesome. podcast at the show, and like we we talked about it, but you know, getting in person and actually getting a, being able to sit down together, have a couple of Bud Lights and some tacos, you know, we were able to really <laughs> hammer down what we thought MFP could be, and that opportunity would never presented itself if we didn't both take you know the time to set aside to go you know to one meet each other, but all the other people that were at the show. And I know we both built multiple friendships and relationships out of that stuff. I think it's, I think it's something amazing that's very underutilized. And I I mean, it's like, it seems stingy on the outside sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, like, uh, like, Oh, like, I don't know if I'm too into woodworking to go to the woodwork show. I'm not not (laughs) like a massive, like hand tool woodworker. And you have like Lee Nielsen and you have these other uh, brands and businesses there that are like very, um, very highly regarded and held and like, you know, someone like myself who may not use these tools, like why would I want to go there? Well, you know, it doesn't have to be about that. It could be about the people. So I think the shows are awesome. I mean, I, I love to get to more of them and plan on getting to more of them. I think it's a great opportunity to get to meet people. And it's just something that's, it's, it's fun. I mean, you get out of your shop and go, go hang out with others. I think it's always awesome. Right. And as you get, you know, as you get uh, a bit of a following, then it gives other people an opportunity to meet you. Right. So, I'm sure you get mm-hmm. the DMs all the time, like, "Hey, man, I'd love to meet up." And like, uh, people are asking me all the time, like, "I'm, I'm either, you know, I live in Nashville or I'm coming through Nashville. Can we meet up for lunch, a drink?" You know, most of the time I just have to say no because, you know, like I'm working, <laughs> I've got to be doing what kids, I'm doing. You know, yeah, and now. exactly. So I got life, uh, but like, it's awesome. So I also do local meetups. So that's something um, I'll, I'll say is that um, I've done two local meetups now, which have been 
awesome. We've had this last one, we had 15 or 20 people there. So, you know, very small group, but you know, you really get to meet the people and know them. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'll either say, Hey, wait for the next local meetup. But if, or if an event is coming up, I'll say, yeah, I'm going to be at the woodworking show in Atlanta. If you're going to be there, or I'm going to be at, you know, the workbench conference. Uh, so going into that third group though. So we kind of have the local free stuff. We kind of have the travels, you know, $25 and under stuff. Uh, the next level and the highest one, you know, which is really going to be for people who are doing this for a business is going to be conferences. So we've mm-hmm. been talking about this, this workbench conference. Uh, the ticket on that is, you know, 290, $280. So, I mean, it's a commitment. Like it's, it's travel. You have to stay in a hotel uh, and you're paying this ticket price. So this is an investment in your business. Like the Haven conference that I went to, same exact thing. Haven conference is actually even more expensive. I think it was uh, 350 for a ticket. Um, and they stay in a really swanky hotel. So I got to go there and pay that too. Um, but it was worth it. But it is totally worth it. And, you know, a lot of people that fly in, right? I have the advantage of being close to Atlanta. I can drive. Uh, but that is, you know, when you start talking about that is you're now paying, you're investing in your business. So when you're, when you're going to a conference like that, that is making an investment in your business. And the investment, and I tell people all the time that I think the classes and what you learn there um, for most of them, you know, there's some conferences I'm sure that would tip the other way. Uh, you will get more benefit from the people you meet than the classes you take. Mm-hmm. Like, mon- I mean, even even if you went down to a monetary perspective, if you went down and said, okay, how much you know money did I make off what I learned here versus uh, how did my business grow because of the people that I met and the connections I made and the opportunities that came about based upon that. Uh, and then on that other side too, is that when you go there, you start talking about brands are going to be there. So we've talked about this in the past too, like, you know, brands that the social media marketers for a specific tool brand will be at that show. I mean, that like you could land, you know, work that will pay for that ticket over and over and over and over and over. If you are able to, to, you know, make that relationship and show the value that you have for the brand and make a connection there. Um, so, you know, I would highly recommend if you are trying to grow your business, if you're trying to take your business to the next level is find a conference that is specific to what you're doing and, and think about going to it. Yeah. And this is, um, this is something that I'm, you know, a big advocate of, uh, is investing in yourself and investing in things that can benefit your business long term. Um, you know, I personally took a online Instagram growth course that we've probably all gotten targeted for on, on Instagram. But I mean, it costs like $1,200. And I took the course because it's something that I knew if I put the money and invested it into it, that I would put the work in after the fact to get better at it. And things like that, when it comes to business, I think are, it, it has to do with a little bit of accountability to yourself, but it's great opportunities to really, really hone in on what you want to do and where you want to learn. Like, you know, Haven, for instance, I know there's amazing classes on uh, Facebook marketing, on growing your blog, you know, setting up your blog blogs properly. Like a lot of the reasons you go there is because you want to get better. Um, a couple hundred dollars in order to benefit your business long term is dirt cheap in the grand scheme of things. And, you know, those are things that I invest in. I know you invest in. And it's it's just great opportunity for a lot of stuff. So, um you know, touching on that, we do have a link for you guys if you are interested in coming to WorkbenchCon. Uh, Brad and I will both be putting on classes there, uh, which is super exciting. And then there's a there's a killer lineup of people that are going to be there. So yeah, um, it's well, gonna be we'll, awesome. We'll, 
we'll have a lot more information coming out for you guys as it gets closer to the date, but we'll have a link for you in the show notes on this episode. Um, and, and, you know, it's something we're both super excited about. So not to hype, excuse me, harp too much on it. Um, want to get into the takeaways here for this week and, um, networking is a pretty, you know, it's a pretty vague concept, but I think you can really hone in on key points of what you want to do with it. Um, I'm going to start off with, you know, the first takeaway is, you know, Brad nailed it with the reach up, reach out and reach down concept. Um, when it comes to networking, think about, you know, those three elements of it. Where can you go above you? Where can you go, uh, in your same, I guess, segment? And then how can you go down and help others? Um, it's a great way to just slowly grow and build out your network that I think can benefit you long term. Um, also think about the individuals you're reaching out to, you know, how are they consuming their media and how, what would be the best way to converse with them? A lot of us think that, you know, I'll just dump an email in their inbox and it's obviously they're going to respond to me. Um, well, most of the time I'll be honest, no, that doesn't work. Um, you know, some people like to, you know, some people like Facebook Messenger, some people like Twitter, some people like a good old fashioned phone call. Um, so think about how that person may be consuming media and, how the because a lot of them will talk about it um and on their social and whatnot and um try to get in contact with them there and then you know something we harp on a ton on this show and i will continue to harp on it is how can you add value if you're going to create a great network with other people think about how you bring value to the table as well it's not always how you can benefit from them but it's how you can help them um you know, all of us have an individual and unique perspective on life, and there's always some value that we can bring to the table. Think about that when you're going into networking, and you'll have—I uh, think—you'll have much more success if you take that mindset to it. Absolutely, man. I, I think those are great takeaways, and you know, obviously, just from a homework perspective, I would say, you know, figure that out and reach out. You know, grab, pick either, pick one of those three: either reach up, reach out, or reach down. Uh, if you really want to blow it out of the water, do all three and and make a plan of when you're going to do that over the course of the next week or two, uh, because we think that uh, it's highly advantageous for your business and it's going to help you grow. Um, so just to, before we close out here, just want to go back and hit on uh, the pricing spreadsheet, the pricing guide. So if you guys are interested in that, make sure you head over there. You can we have the link in the show notes, but you can go to madeforprofit.com forward slash pricing guide. Uh, and this is, you know, we talk about investing in your business again. You know, this is a low, low cost product, right? So this is not, you know, this is not a $1,200 course, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, you know, uh, but it is something that we think is going to help you in your, uh, in your business to, to grow and to better understand pricing and how you can price your products and make a good profit on them. Uh, so we would love to get your input on that. We'd love to have you part of that. And that's one of the things that we're going to try to do. We're trying to add as much, you know, so this is a, this is a paid product, uh, but we're trying to add as much value as we can. And then for folks who want to go further, who want to invest in the business, we also want to have a product for them because, you know, as obviously it takes time and our time investment and putting this in. And, uh, you know, as we look at the show, this is what we're trying to do and how can we help people? And we want to give away as much free content as we can. Uh, But we also, for people who want to go deeper, we want to have opportunities for them to do that. So this is our first stab at that. We're super excited about it. We can't wait to hear the feedback and uh, you know, we're just here to help you grow along with us, like we say in our tagline, and we can't wait to do that. So I think now we will be heading into our after show for our patrons. Uh, and 
we'll be talking about this week uh, a few things around actually the same thing about the community and, and coaching. Uh, so for all of our patrons, you get to go enjoy that. If you want to join the patron squad, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash made for profit. And let's go crush this after show, John. Yeah, let's pummel this one, dude. <laughs> the, this one specifically. This one. I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm in boxing form over here. I'm straight knuckles <laughs> up. Let's go. All right. All right, guys. We'll catch you on the next episode. So thank you guys for checking out the show. If you'd like any more information, you can head over to madeforprofit.com. We'll have our show notes as well as our email list subscription you can sign up for. There you'll receive tips of the week as well as all of our other actionable content. If you're digging the show, we'd love to get a five-star review over on iTunes and we would greatly appreciate that. If you have any other questions or suggestions, you can email us at madeforprofitpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love any of your input as well as any of your future show topic suggestions. You can hit us up on Instagram at madeforprofit where we will be answering your questions and giving out tips to help you grow on your own social networks. So once again, we really want to thank you guys for tuning in and we will catch you on the next episode.